character. Now we understand the importance of character, but being a person of unimpeachable character, well, that can be a struggle for us. So how do we do it? Well, this is the Bible Studies for Life adult podcast hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. And character, as the Holy Spirit helps us develop character, that's our topic for today. So, Chris, look forward to having this conversation with you about character today. Hey, thanks, man. We are delighted to have Curtis Hans with us today. Curtis is one of our uh, uh, content editors. Uh, he does some of the work on um, our commentary, which is the content in the, our leaders guides across all of Bible Studies for Life. So, Curtis, good to have you with us today. Thanks for being a part of this. Thank you. It's good to be with you. I enjoy our time together. Well, Curtis is one of those guys that I think of uh, and hold in high esteem in regard to character. And I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and get that out front, say that from the beginning, when we start talking a few minutes about the, the uh, deeds of the flesh. I know all about that, but I'm glad to have somebody in the room that is, 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 has godly character. Thanks, Curtis. <laughs> well, in our, uh, let you know, in our kind of, pre-podcast little conversation setting things up we also started talking about things like the uh the scout the scout motto and uh curtis remembered it right away and so uh he, he's got character down quite well <laughs> so, well, sometimes people would accuse me of being a character instead of having character but, uh, <laughs> well you didn't hear that from me <laughs> We're in a study on the Holy Spirit, this study called Never Alone, the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But our focus on character is how the Holy Spirit is the one who leads us to develop the fruit of godly character. You know, as, as I mentioned, having an unimpeachable character is a struggle for us. Well, it is when we try to do it on our own. But when we live under the power and under the influence of the Holy Spirit, as we're going to see in this study, that's a whole different matter. That's where our character comes from as he leads us into that. So let me get us into this study. Uh, we are in Galatians 5, and our study begins in verse 16. We, Paul wrote these words. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So I love the um, analogy that Paul uses here uh, of that, that we see other places in, um, in Scripture, but the idea of walking in the Spirit, that it's a, a continuing action. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a term. I think we talked about it recently, that uh, his use of, of walking as a lifestyle um, is is uh, implied in all of this. It certainly is. Uh, when we, th we think about the Christian life, I think walking that idea of a journey, it, uh, it's probably the, to me, it, it may be the most clearest example, the clearest metaphor of what the Christian life is like. And of course, Paul certainly is, is usually here as we walk by the spirit. It, it certainly has been brought out to me in, in recent days, as we've watched the events in Ukraine and I've seen my own reaction uh, to some of the things that have been on the news and things that, that it, it is a journey. Uh, I, I realize when I find the anger and the, the desire for revenge swelling up within me, that it's not a matter of having accomplished something. It's a matter of, of being on a journey of, of 
moving further and further towards Christ-likeness. It's been many years since I read the book, but I still remember the impact of reading John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, where he captures uh, such a wonderful uh, allegory of what that walk as a Christian is. And uh, I, I do like one thing that Paul Kelly wrote here is he talked about how the disciples once walked with Jesus. So now all believers can walk as we walk with the spirit. I think that's a great picture of uh, the Christian life. So this is an awesome introduction because it sets us up for the conflict uh, between uh, the or the struggle that we we have of the our fleshly uh, qualities, characteristics, the 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 things of the of the world. And, and the fruit of the spirit. And so he sets us up with, we always walk in this tension uh, between the flesh and the spirit. And um, I'm, I'm not sure that we talk enough about, the, about that tension and why it's so real uh, for us. But I think surfacing this and having a conversation in our groups, I think will be helpful to people in their, in their Christian walk. We have a tendency, Chris, uh, in our church settings, we always put our, our best foot forward. We want to look like we've got our act together spiritually. And I do think there is a, it's like, could be a good, healthy conversation. So, you know, I'm really trying to live for Jesus. But there's this, this one part of my walk I struggle with just to, uh, to acknowledge this fact there, as you pointed out, this tension. Uh, my fleshly side is always pulling at me. But the spirit is right there with me, pulling me the other direction. So the question comes, well, if I choose to walk by the flesh, I choose to listen to that. What happens? Well, Paul gets into that in, in, in verse 19. He says, now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual morality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things, as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So I appreciate the, the translation that we have in the Christian Standard Bible uh, version that says, um, here are the, the deeds of the flesh, and they are obvious. <laughs> I appreciate that. I recall in, in college psychology class, learning that whenever we have a, a list to remember, uh, a list of numbers, a list of, of names, a list of items pick up at the store, that our memory does real good on the first and the last of the list, but it's kind of weak on the middle part of the list. I think sometimes spiritually, as we look at this list, at least for my, I myself, uh, I kind of do that same kind of thing. I look at sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, those kind of things. I say, yeah, 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 those are bad kind of things. And I look down at the end of the list, envy and drunkenness and carousing and anything similar and think, yeah, 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 that's, that's evil kind of stuff. But I kind of lose the stuff in the middle where I'm more likely to fall, the, the selfish ambitions, the dissensions, the outbursts of anger, the jealousy, those kinds of things. And Paul didn't put these in. He didn't tear them so that the, 
some of them are the, are the serious uh, kinds of works of the flesh, and then others are more the misdemeanor kind of things that, that aren't so serious. Uh, we need to be careful that we don't zero in on those kinds of things that we like to speak out against. But we look at all of them and where they relate to us as individuals. Well, I, I appreciate your insight on that, Curtis, because I thought the same thing. It's just, yeah, I, I have no issue with uh, sexual, you know, impurity and promiscuity, that kind of stuff. But let's can, can we not can we can we not talk about selfish ambition? Uh, it's just it's, it's but even a writer, when you look in your personal study guide, he's kind of taken these and uh, he's grouped them: sexual sins, your spiritual infidelity, there are relational sins, sins against the community, and sins of decadence. But as you pointed out, Curtis, there's not a hierarchy. These are the key word here is sins. They are all sins. I I thought Paul did a great job of uh, placing these in categories like this. I don't know that I've ever seen um, anything like that before uh, in uh, commentaries where I've read. So I thought he did a great job with that. Yes. And of course, uh, we don't want to end on such a negative note because we are talking about what it means to walk in the spirit. So we've seen there what happens if I don't walk by the spirit. But you come to verse 22 and we're going to just look at the opposite. What do I mean? Because when we walk by the spirit, we're going to see that it produces Christ like behavior. And this is where we get to this idea of our character again. Verse 22 talks about the, the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. But now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us always keep in step with the Spirit. There's that walking dynamic. Stay in step with the Spirit. Um, I, I, I hope that as we um, as our groups gather and talk about Galatians 5, um, that, again, this will give us the opportunity to reflect on and to talk about what it means to be a follower of Jesus and walking with him. And as we're led by the Spirit, what that looks like. And are these characteristics, traits, these, this fruit of the Spirit, are these things evident in our lives? I like the way the, the learner guide goes through and contrasts the fruit of the spirit versus the work of the flesh. Often we look at those things, it's just kind of uh, isolated lists, uh, but the learner guide goes through and, and contrasts, uh, whereas uh, uh, the flesh seduces us to sexual immorality, the spirit produces self-control and, and draws a a more direct correlation between the two lists. They're not just, they, they do stand alone in a sense, but they're also related. Uh, Paul was speaking uh, in direct contrast to the, the, the tension that we spoke about earlier. If we talk about the gifts of the spirit, whole different topic. Uh, we all have different uh, gifts and gifts, plural. When you come to Galatians 5.22, it's really this idea. It's a singular fruit because it's coming from the spirit. And it's not like Curtis, well, you've got love and joy and peace. Uh, Chris, he gave you self-control. Uh, he, for me, he gave me goodness, faithfulness. No, the intent is that we have all this together. It's a, it's a, 
package deal. That's why it's singular fruit. Now, the reality of that is, though, as, as I even look at my own life, some of these come more easily for me than others. There are, maybe they're more prominent in my life. Uh, but yet at the same time, if I struggle with this idea of patience, that robs me of my joy. Uh, you know, so they, they, they do kind of go together. They all go together. I think the other thing that's important uh, for us to understand is that it is God's work. It is what the Holy Spirit does. He He produces uh, this godly uh, character in us. Um, I I can't say I'm going. I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to set this goal to be more loving or more peaceful. We miss the point if we think. This, this is something that I can put on my to-do list and I can work harder at this and I can yeah. make this my goal and achieve this. That is not what Paul intends at all. It, this is something that the Holy Spirit does in us as we walk with him. It's, it's his work in us. And um, that, that somehow that goes against the grain. It goes against just how we how we think and how we process life to think that God does this in us. It's not something I work toward. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, it certainly does. Yeah. It, it, it can inform our prayer list rather than our to-do list. There you go. It reminds me too, where Jesus in John 15 talked about, I am the vine. You are the branches. And as branches, we technically don't produce anything. We're just the conduit through which the vine produces the it provides all that the branch needs for the for the vine to just to bear the fruit that the vine produces. It and here it is here. I am just supposed to be making myself uh, surrender to the lordship of Christ, so that His Spirit can work through me. And when I let Him work through me, His fruit, His love, His joy, His peace become evident in my life. Again, let me let me point out verse 25 if we live by the spirit let us also keep in step with the spirit let's walk in the spirit let's follow him and allow him to do this work in us so we there's some questions that i think are helpful to us lynn you mentioned that some some things are more um natural out of this group of the the fruit of the spirit so one question is uh, that we ask is what aspect of the fruit of the spirit is most challenging for you. So th I think that as, depending on our group and how honest we can be, <laughs> uh, I think that that can be a healthy, healthy conversation. I think it would be good for people to say, I struggle with patience or um, self-control is an issue in my life. Uh, this is something that I long for, desire more. So uh, I hope that uh, these types of questions will get at some of the, the fruit of the spirit and help people to see these things and long for them in their lives. But even, even and that's great to have that discussion. And even as we do, we need to keep this in mind for us. This is a package deal. It's a, in a sense, it's, it's uh, I'm going to say one kind of one fruit. Uh, and I don't want to say joy comes naturally to me. It doesn't come naturally, but that's an area in my Christian life. Uh, I've just really embraced joy. And it's uh, I do feel it's uh, I've, I feel much further down the road, in my walk in the area of joy than when it comes to patience. However, uh, 
when my patience is challenged, when I'm driving down the, the road and there's that person in front of me that just uh, makes me impatient, but then right then I'm robbed of my joy. So they go together. There's a package deal. Well, I hope uh, first, thank you, Curtis, for being with us um, and sharing from your expertise. Uh, we are also grateful and thankful for those of you who are listening to our podcast. Uh, a lot of you make this a regular part of your uh, weekly preparation for, for Bible study with groups. So uh, we hope this will be beneficial for you. Um, it's healthy for us to talk about these things together. And it, 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 there are just conversations that we have that help us to see that and this is something that's really important that we talk about in groups. So I hope we hope that you have a great Bible study this week as you talk, continue the study on the Holy Spirit and being led by the Spirit. <music>